think of a think of a cheetah. Okay, a cheetah doesn't basically wake up every day and immediately start killing everything that he sees, a rabbit or a gazelle or anything like that, take it all back to his cave and, you know, throws a big party with all of his friends, you know? You don't have to learn to trade alone. Welcome to the Trading Lifestyle Podcast, where we interview professional currency traders and industry experts who can help you improve your trading and your life. And now, your host, Hugh Kimura. Hello, traders. This is Hugh Kimura. And I know it's been a while since we did the last one. I apologize for that. But this year, I'm committed to doing at least one interview a month. So be sure to keep an eye out for those interviews. You can subscribe on iTunes or on my blog. Before we get started, I know you've heard this before, but I have to say this. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is not investment, trading, or financial advice of any kind. Although, in this episode, there might be some advice on how to bake a cake. As you know, Forex or any type of trading is very risky and you could lose all of your money. Seriously. And finally, past performance does not indicate future results. Alright, now on to the show. In this episode, I sat down to chat with Steve from NoBrainerTrades.com. He has been trading professionally for about 7 years. And I personally believe that he has one of the longest running and highest quality free education websites out there when it comes to Forex trading. So I was really happy to sit down with him and find out what makes him tick. We get into some topics such as how he trades, what he, where he thinks are the right places to get uh, trading education. And he has some great tips on where to find a trading peer group, something that's pretty important so you can have people who help and support you in your trading. So without further ado, here's Steve. Hi Steve, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, yeah, thanks. It was nice of you to ask me to have me on here. I appreciate that. Yeah, I've been following your blog for a while, so I was really excited when you agreed to do this interview. Um, well, there's already a couple of good interviews of you out there online, so I don't want to rehash that stuff. I'll, Just written. Uh, I, don't, I don't talk very often. Big, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're honored. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Hopefully I don't destroy your readership. Here, <laughs> but yeah, I'll link to those uh, those. Um, interviews in the show notes so uh, you can go to tradingheroes.com and check out the resources section to find this podcast if you want to see the other information but um, we do need a little bit of background if if you've never heard of Steve W before um, tell us a little bit about yourself Uh, how'd you get interested in trading and what's the path that you took to become a professional independent trader Um, well I never really um, planned on this and um, I kind of stumbled on the industry um, and uh, also, I don't know about independent. I mean, I, I work with a team of guys now, um, oh, okay. but uh, I'm, I'm in Colorado now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it here. I, I lived in New York for 10 years. And I moved to Colorado after I got married. Uh, it's a perfect fit. So, nice. um, but um, I, I stumbled on it because uh, I was in um, college and uh, I needed money. So, just a regular college stuff. And so, um, I was uh, working as a bartender. And, uh, and um, you know, wasn't doing the job, basically. So I hit the paper and uh, I found a kind of an anonymous ad, um, applied to it, and just called them up, basically found out it was, uh, it was for a, an investment bank in, in New York. And the, the position was basically just a trading clerk. You know, you're, you know you're, you're running tickets. You're just basically punching a bunch of numbers into a computer all day. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you know, it's totally entry level kind of thing. So... Um, but you know, I went into the interview and, and, and I got it and I was, I wasn't even 20 by that point. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just ended up sticking around and so everything was working out really well. So, uh, I was working on the, um, the risk arbitrage desk over there and, um, you know, I was kind of looking at the, the lifestyle of these guys compared to pretty much everybody else that was working at that place. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they, they could come in really early, they would leave early. Uh, most of them basically made the most amount of money around there. And so, I mean, to me, it seemed kind of obvious, you know, they're not staying there until midnight to finish a PowerPoint presentation or, you know, anything like that. So, and, uh, not to mention just everything they were looking at just looked really interesting to me. I thought it was really cool. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I just, I kept on, I hung around, I, I became an analyst and then, uh, and I started really getting, taking an interest in the trading and I started looking at a lot of stuff on my own mm-hmm. and, um, uh, I ended up on uh, the FX desk at uh, another bank um, a few years later, and that's kind of when you know the whole 
you know, the, you know, the snowball started to roll, I guess. So, uh, you know, I just one step at a time ended up working for a hedge fund for, for a while and then um, just sort of uh, went on my own at one point. And so since then, uh, you know, it's, it's like a whole different experience. Tra trading is not trading. And when you're when you've got your own business, it's completely different. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, over the course of probably like the past six years, you know, I've, I've morphed in a couple different ways in terms of like what I've been doing and things like that. But uh, so that's pretty much how I started, though. It's kind of a, you know, not your typical route. And, mm -hmm. you know, but what is, you know? Yeah, you, that's true. You, you stumble into everything, you know, so. So very few people go out and grab something and actually end up achieving it. I think there's kind of a small percentage of the population that actually ends up doing stuff like that. So, uh -huh. but anyway. Cool. Yeah. Well, you talk about uh, morphing a couple of times. That's something that really interests me. Is there something about those experiences that you could share? Well, I just meant uh, in terms of the business, you know, because mm -hmm. um, any, any business owner, uh, when, when you start a business for the first time, it's you're in a whole different world, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you're you're dealing with with clients one on one. You know, you're taking care of every component slash aspect of the business, and so uh, there's a lot of things that you're just not ready for, you know. And there's no book that's going to basically tell you how to get ready for any of that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. so, um, in terms of morphing, um, trading wise, uh, we had a you know I made a lot of adjustments to the systems and strategies that were being used because. Um, it, a lot of it boiled down to investor um, needs. You know, every, these guys, everybody demands something different, mm -hmm. and, and and ultimately, you know, um, it's it's return of profit, and uh, don't show me a lot of volatility while you're doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and and the way to do that is to just basically diversify as much as you can. Um, you know, while keeping your risk in check. But uh, stuff like that, though. You know, I mean, there's there's, there's a lot of unknowns, and um, and and like I say, the the whole act of starting a business is is different than um you know learning a s particular it's it's a skill set unto itself you know mm -hmm. so obviously you know okay so interesting um so i guess that kind of brings me to the point of how does how does your oh what kind of uh trading strategy do you have what time frames do you trade um you know how do you weigh fundamental and technical factors there's already a lot of good information in your site and people should check that out but if you had to give like the elevator pitch for that what would you say the elevator pitch. Um, well, number one, I, the time frame stuck out. Time frames I always kind of find of irrelevant. Mm -hmm. um, it really doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, the um, well, it, it actually does in a sense. Uh, one thing that I, you, if you read my stuff, when, when when I talk about especially the price action based strategy, um, I always recommend going down and drilling into lower time frames. And mm -hmm. the main reason for that is higher time frames are going to mask things that you can't necessarily see on lower time frames. Now, then again, I'm also very um, anal retentive about, you know, how I derive my numbers and, you know, where I'm getting in and out and everything else. Mm -hmm. You know, I like a thorough analysis. If I feel like I'm missing something, I take zero action, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's, that's a time uh, given thing. But as far as time frames go, yeah, just uh, the, the, the big take home is drilling down into smaller time frames because, again, those higher time frames hide a lot of information. Mm -hmm. And um, when it comes down to drawing a level, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about measured moves on my site lately. Even a lot of those measured moves, they're derived from um, points of confluence uh, throughout, you know, the course of a, a trading range or a trend. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> they're very accurate when they're done correctly, but in order to get that kind of accuracy, you have to just basically you have to spend the time digging down into those lower time frames, mm. and uh, just so you're not so you're able to see everything with clarity, basically. Mm -hmm. So uh, strategy fundamentals and technicals, um, you can't trade this market, in my opinion, on technicals alone. Technicals are always to be considered a guide, in in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, it, it is, it's certainly possible. You know, when you're when you're completely data driven, I know quite a few quant traders now. Uh, just you know, especially recently, I, I've been working on some projects with uh, a few of these guys, and um, I mean they're completely data driven. And so, but a lot of their data is also coming from sources that uh, a lot of retail guys will have a very hard time accessing or translating it 
not just accessing, but translating it into something that they're able to use. You know, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, they're a sophisticated got, uh, group. You know, so um, data-driven strategies do and can and do work, um, but uh, like anything else, they're going to have their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And um, but as far as uh, any kind of discretionary strategy, again, uh, fundamentals just are. The, the, you have to understand um, uh, human behavior and how humans react. Uh, to news and events, um, buy the rumor, sell the news. There is, it's an old expression. It is an overused <laughs> expression, but there's a lot of truth to that. I kind of translate it on my site to expectation versus reality because that's basically what you're doing. You're expecting an event, and um, people are trading the expectation of an event. They're not trading the event itself mm-hmm. unless that event comes as a surprise. Mm-hmm. But they're always trading the expectation of the event. So no matter what the, no matter what it is, there's always a certain level of anticipation preceding it, mm-hmm. and um, so everybody's basically trading the expectation of that event happening, and when the event actually occurs, if it comes in line with expectations, usually the reverse happens. Mm-hmm. So say you know so, um, for instance, a lot of uh, newer traders will say, um, oh okay, this is bad for the euro. Euro is going to go down right now. Well. Mm-hmm. No, Euro's been going down for the past two days already. Okay, why is Euro increasing on this news events? Because the expectation has been priced in and then some, mm-hmm. and then once the news release actually happens or whatever the whatever's happening, uh, Euro pops higher because of that, you know, preceding fact. So yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, that's very important to understand. And uh, until you, I, I would tell everybody that I've trained in the past, basically, just you know, when it's just a handful of guys now, but. Um, is to understand that concept more than anything else, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because that really is what tends to mislead a lot of people. They tend to think that I have a bunch of numbers here, fundamental data, and um, based on this fundamental data, you know, price is going to rise or price is going to fall. Mm-hmm. And um, no, what you need to look at is what's happening in the future <laughs> and what the expectation of those events are. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to cause price to rise or fall, in mm-hmm. my opinion. So that's a very important factor. Oh, I so. see. Great points. Yeah, I see. I see a lot of people, especially with like higher economics or finance degrees, looking at the market that way. But yeah, it's 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 you know it's interesting because I mean I'll, I'll read all these scholarly papers about you know all sorts of uh, economic theory that's out there. I mean, just think about the number of things that got tossed out the window with the last recession. Everybody mm-hmm. said, you know, why is why are all these higher yielding currencies dropping right now? Aren't they supposed to be going up in, in a bad situation like this? And, um, you know, well, no. I mean, you know, we have our whole risk on, risk off um, theme that came into light, uh, especially during 2008. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, it's, now it's a norm. Now it's a standard. And, uh, you know, preceding that, there's just so many theories out there that basically said that won't happen. That's, that's not what happens. And you know, we have the data to prove it and everything else. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a constant cycle of renewal. So, mm-hmm. yeah, good point. Definitely. Um, so how, about how long did it take you to become consistently profitable? <laughs> uh, consistently profitable. Um, I, I don't know. I, I never really considered myself consistently profitable. Uh, okay. Because it, it, <laughs> the reason, you know, I mean, the reason is because, you know, you can't, you can't really. Um, I know that term, that expression gets thrown around a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're you're constantly on your toes. You know, and you can't. You, you got to do your job. You know, I mean, a tra- trading is a is a skill. It's a profession, just like any anything else. People are doctors, lawyers, or whatever. And you know, um, it, it's a skill um, that's constantly needs to be worked on. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Guys, I read my site. I recently had a, a surgery on my hand, and I, I couldn't help but think, you know, I'm sitting there uh, after this injury. I'm sitting in there. I'm about to get surgery, and you know, this doctor is is there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every case is different, and he's he's looking at my situation completely different than he would any others because, you know, I, I had a very I had an injury in a pretty bad place on my hand. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not the kind of thing that you know, and so you know, it requires different needs and different attention and everything else. Um, not to mention, there's never really a point where I think I, you know, you can sit back and consider, oh yeah, that that's when all the lights went on and everything else. If mm-hmm. there, if that, you know, if there was a point, it's basically when I started um, just looking at uh, conventional 
uh, thought. In other words, there's a lot of uh, teachings out there that uh, basically everything on my site, put it this way, everything on my site is basically just a, um, a modification of stuff that's been done in the past that, mm -hmm. that fails. And I'll look at and I'll say, well, how else can we do this? You know, what, what does work? You know, mm -hmm. what, what's a different way to do this? And, you know, just you dig in, you start playing with stuff. And, you know, eventually you say, you know, holy smokes, that actually, you know, we, we've got something here. Or, you know, if I find myself wasting too much time on it, I'll just drop it and, and leave it for dead on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, so, um, you know, until I started really um, taking that train of thought and dismissing conventional thought mm -hmm. and, and, and looking, mo most importantly, what I would do is I'd look at price turning points and I would say, why is price turning here? You know, mm -hmm. like what, what's going on? I want to know exactly why price is moving here. And, um, and I just basically sit there and look, stare at that number until I figured it out. <laughs> uh, you know, and I just, you know, I'd, I'd find related resources and, and dig through them and, um, you know, any, anything I can find. I, I read a lot mm -hmm. uh, because there's always something new and uh, that, I, that I'm learning and, uh, you know, it never really ends. So, yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that the yeah. fun in trading for you? That yeah. is the fun in trading. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting to me. You know, I, I have a lot of, because if you're, it, it's a, it's a, this is a comp, uh, repetitive job, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, there's different things that happen every day, but, you know, r your routine can become pretty monotonous. I mean, it is pretty standard. So, um, you know, you need to break it up with mm -hmm. something. And so that's, you know, that's why I do start, you know, I, I go out, I look around and, you know, I'm, I love reading, you know, I love finding out new stuff and seeing what other guys are up to, you know, latest advancements, all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is yeah. fun. <laughs> well, you, you talked about, um, you trained a few guys and obviously you uh, meet a lot of people through your site. Um, what are some of the biggest common mistakes that you see aspiring traders making? Um, well, um, I mean, there are a few, obviously. Um, I'm trying to think of, actually, um, there's, um, I just signed up. I, I, don't, I don't sell product uh, on, the, on the site. I don't mix business and anything. Uh, but the um, is a is a partner we just took on uh, order flow effects. I think they're going up next week or something. They actually had a really good outline of this question. Um, probably about a week ago, they sent me all their stuff. But uh -huh. um, one of the things that stuck out in my mind was that they talk about they they basically or they offer um, uh, client side order flows, so you can basically replicate a market making model. Mm. And so they <clears throat> through all this testing, they they basically said, you know, one of the biggest killers was uh, just excessive drawdown. Mm -hmm. And um, leaving that drawdown open, uh, that's probably obviously one of the worst things um, that anyone could possibly do. Mm -hmm. uh, anytime your risk reward gets defunct, you're, you're going to find yourself having a really bad time. Mm -hmm. And um, so, uh, and it's not that, again, it's, I, I, I've said this on my site plenty of times lately, but um, it's not that people don't know that they need to exercise good risk reward. It's not that they, it's, it's that they just don't know how, you know, they, they don't have a strategy that can adapt to a good risk reward scenario consistently. Mm -hmm. It's because they, they, they can't identify where price is turning um, or better yet where it's going. Um, I, I put a ton of emphasis on um, taking profits. You know, mm -hmm. the, the point of any trader or the, you know, the job of any trader is you're forecasting price action. That's mm -hmm. That's what you're doing. That's your job. Okay, it's not to figure out where you're getting in the market. It's to figure. It's your your ultimate job is to forecast a large chunk of price. So, um, you know, a lot of people say, "Well, oh, you're, you're never going to know where, where price is going to go." And I disagree. You know, mm -hmm. I, that's why. It, why are you spending so much time worried about where you're getting in the market? Why don't you spend more time <coughs> understanding what price is going to do? Um, you know, in the relative area that it's sitting in right now. Mm -hmm. uh, so, again, that's why I'm, I'm putting so much emphasis on, um, you know, measured moves and everything else these days because, um, you know, it's just, it's a huge uh, topic of interest. The more conversations I have with people uh, that come through the site, and, and this is why I do it. I mean, I, I always find it really interesting just to hear all these different stories and um, not to mention a lot of people take my ideas and they tweak them, they change them, they come up with ideas of their own, which I love. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think that's awesome, and that's probably one of the things that really keeps everything going for me. But, um, you know, uh, just finding that ultimate 
um, point where price is traversing is, is really what you need to focus on. Mm-hmm. Entry points are easy. They really are. Entry points should not be difficult. You can use anything again in the market. There's tons of different ways. And uh, I know it sounds like, you know, maybe it sounds, uh, this comes off the wrong way, but I mean, it really is true. Once you know where price is heading or have a, you know, a solid understanding of that concept, then getting into the market is really the easy part, mm-hmm. you know, because again, there's just so many different ways to do it. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, these guys, they were, so that drawdown factor that I was just talking about, um, that, that's definitely obviously one of the most detrimental things. That's how most market makers are going to make the bulk of their money when you talk about retail brokers and, you know, uh, on that follow that kind of model. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's where they're really cleaning up. That and overtrading. Mm-hmm. Um, overtrading is actually, there was a story that um, one of the guys I work with, he told me the other day, uh, I have like a catchphrase on my site. I post all the time, it's, take the easy ones and don't do anything stupid in the meantime. <laughs> saying it for the past, past five years, and it's easier said than done, obviously, yeah. but uh, basically another way to say it is this guy, I, he just told me the story yesterday, I thought it was, I was, thought it was pretty funny, he's telling me about um, uh, the guy that taught him how to trade told him that, uh, think, of a, think of a cheetah, okay, a cheetah doesn't basically wake up every day and immediately start killing everything that he sees, a rabbit, a gazelle, or anything like that, take it all back to his cave and, you know, throws a big party with all of his friends, you know. Um, What he does, you know, he'll, number one, he'll only go hunting when he's ready to hunt uh, or, you know, and he's hungry. Uh, Number two, um, when he does hunt, he's going to go after the gazelle with a broken leg or the the limp or, you know, the the easy prey, so to speak. And so... um, you know, I mean, that's really all you got to remember, <laughs> you know, and when you got it, t- and when you got it, take it, you know, so I thought that was kind of funny that he mentioned that, but um, uh, finally, there's one more thing that I, I notice a lot. Mm-hmm. Is, sorry, this is, this is a topic that's, yeah, that gets talked about a lot, but I think no, no, this is great. Uh, it, it never, it never stops, you know, because <laughs> th- there's just so many dumb things people do and, you know, yeah, sorry, I'm not sounding more, you know, sympathetic here, but. I mean, it really, it's just stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you, you see, um, it, and it mainly happens around interest rate announcements or any kind of change or fluctuations in rates. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a misunderstanding of fundamental information. And, and again, it's, it's not usually employment. It's not usually, you know, uh, it, it, it always relates back to rates. So when you're talking about inflation or, uh, or a Fed official is saying something about, um, you know, oh, we're keeping rates unchanged or anything like that, price will spike higher. And then it basically blasts into a huge support and resistance zone. And everybody says, oh, buy low, sell high. Price is high right now. I'm just going to start selling this thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, what happens is obviously you know, there's a misunderstanding of that information. Price doesn't reverse. Price just keeps on going. You know? and, it, and it just plows right through that level. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just uh, you, know, you don't mess with rates. That's, if there's any fundamental rule that I have is that you don't screw with anything that pertains to a change in rates, mm-hmm. nothing, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, you know, but basically that misunderstanding just, you know, has people selling into trying to fade price all the time when they shouldn't necessarily be fading it. And conversely, when price is in a trading range and it's just sort of, you know, meandering along, um, because they've been burnt before in those situations, they'll think price is going to break out mm-hmm. when nothing's going on. When in fact, no, now it's time to fade, you know? So, um, there's just sort of that, uh, you know, that, 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 that's, a, that's a huge one. That's what causes all that drawdown, mm-hmm. you know, most mm-hmm. of the time is, uh, is stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, no, I, that I, was a long answer, man. I'm no, sorry. no, that was great. That was all awesome. Right. And I, I can actually, <laughs> I can totally relate like in the earlier days, you know, I, I would, uh, try to play the balance and then it would break out and then I would realize later, oh, you know, it was an interest rate or there's some sort of news and I had, yeah. no, I had no business trading at that point, but. Well, yeah. well, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um, you know, it, there's so all that volatility just gets everybody excited. Buy mm-hmm. side, sell side, doesn't matter. Every everyone's in on that stuff, and that's why volumes spike like crazy. <laughs> and um, you know, but for a buyer, there's a seller. You mm-hmm. know, and somebody's always on the other side of that trade. And you know, those are the days they're, I mean, they're cleaning up. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and unfortunately, you know, again, it's just that that misunderstanding. It's just. Um, 
don't screw with rates, yeah. you know, or, yeah. or anything you don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, I'm just, I, I con- I'm constantly kind of astounded at just the number of things that people ask. You know, I'm just like, why don't you just Google it? You know, just just figure it out. Exactly. You know, just, un- just understand it. You yeah. know, I mean, what's yeah. Yeah, there's tons of resources out there on the internet. You know, you can find anything. You know, find a reputable source and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't do anything until you do. You know, and uh, and again, it's uh, talking about those um, price behaviors uh, or just um, behaviors with uh, human behaviors. And mm-hmm. excuse me, in terms of uh, digesting information and everything like that, that that plays a crucial role in that. So once you understand the concept, you know, you don't understand how a bond auction works, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Once you understand that, um, understand how that bond auction relates to how that go- translates into uh, the prices that you see on your chart. You know, go back through your history and figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, that's all I mean. So, far oh, cool. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> some great points. You know, um, well, kind of on that topic of uh, drawdown. Um, in one of your interviews, you mentioned that you had an experience of about two months where nothing seemed to be working. And that's going to be always the case with any trading strategy. But um, how, did, how did you, or how do you handle those situations? And, um, you know, how do you recommend other people handle it? It's, it's probably longer than two months, number one, because I don't mm. think any situation like that goes away in two <laughs> months. Um, you know, maybe just the worst of it. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and it's, it's hard to say because there's, you know, when the damage is done, the damage is done, mm-hmm. you know. And and usually damage, stuff like that happens after winning streaks. Mm. That's an emotional response. Um, you know, you you get high, you know, you're euphoric, and then next thing you know, um, hell breaks loose. <laughs> and uh, because you know you, you you gain, you're overconfident. You know, I mean, that's once again, it's another cliche thing people yeah. talk time. But you know, again, um, with all those types of cliche expressions that people use, have discipline and all that other all that other kind of stuff. Um, you know, the way out of it, in my opinion, is um, just have better knowledge about what you're doing. You know, I, when you first start trading, you, you tend to think that emotions are kind of the number one driver of, of, uh, of um, you know, poor decision making and things like that, because mm-hmm. what we're innately condition to do as humans seems to kind of flop upside down on its head when you become a trader. I tend to, I disagree with that though. Uh, the, the reason I disagree with that is because I, I've seen firsthand what happens when you explain things to somebody in a manner that makes sense objectively. Hmm. Okay. And forget about, forget about emotions. I mean, you can, you can sit somebody down, you can, you can show them where and how price is turning and where it's going to go to next and how you came up with that information. Mm-hmm. Um, Trust me, that, that emotional factor and, you know, think about psychology and everything else, a lot of that goes out the window in a matter of seconds, you know, mm-hmm. um, because, they say, you know, because the light bulb goes on. They say, oh, okay, yeah, you know, I, I get that. And um, I feel as though a lot of those emotional and psychological things, some of them are obviously legit. I mean, we, we're humans, you know, we have emotions and obviously they're going to come into any business um, and they do. And uh, especially in, in trading, when it comes to understanding how price moves, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I meant about once again, it's the third time I brought it up. But you know, understanding those human behaviors. Way you do that is you basically look at um, you look at the event, and then you just go back and you start drilling through, and you say what happened on this day, what happened on this day, what happened on this day, what happened on this day. It's not a fun exercise, mm-hmm. you know. It, it's there's nothing sexy about it. Uh, it's boring. And uh, but at the same time, what you're doing is you're objectively dicing up information. You're you're coming up with you're you're getting data. Mm-hmm. You know you're collecting data. You're 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 understanding more about you know how how price is behaving in, in, in that way. So uh, when it comes to getting out of a rut, um, again, uh, I think it I think a lot of it just boils down to uh, understanding those behaviors uh, as best as possible. And if you're not doing it, then obviously something else is wrong. Usually that's something else to do with, um, usually it's a lack of work ethic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lack of um, concentration, digging in, mm-hmm. uh, interest, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's usually what it boils down to. Uh, in my, in, from what I've seen, I, I think it's just a lot, I think it's kind of laziness mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a lot of ways. So, you know. I see. Uh, good point. Um, well, if traders want to, 
you know, create should create should traders create a routine or what, what do you how do you treat your trading day? Uh, what's my routine? Yeah. Mean? Or like, uh, yeah, like just, a uh, what do I do? Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of a constant, um, cycle really. I mean, uh, the day never really kind of, I'm always kind of poking at something, whether it be on my phone or, <clears throat> um, you know, when I'm at the office, the, the, the standard thing is, uh, you know, I, I, I almost always look at charts, uh, the previous night. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm just looking at charts. Any any other data that comes up or anything like that, I have alerts set up. Um, I've got a you know Reuters uh, feed that gives me pop-ups basically anytime anything is important is happening based on you know the filters I have. So um, I'm always basically on top of the news. You know mm-hmm. you never want that's always number one. You have to understand what's going on out there. What what people are actually trading, mm-hmm. uh, other than you know technicals because technicals really are just a guide. Um, and, um, you know, so as, as long as you're on top of the news pretty much at all times, you know, you, you have a much better understanding of how price is moving in relation to that information. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're talking about this a lot today, but, um, <laughs> no, I mean, it really is relevant. And, um, and then, um, so yeah, when I get in the morning, of course, then, then I'll drill down into the news feed even further. Um, what I'll do is, um. I, I go through charts basically one at a time when it comes to technicals, um, and I want to basically find as much clarity as possible. I'll take a um, I've got software that just basically runs and um, finds out basic price patterns, and the only reason I do that is just to basically get my head in the game, mm-hmm. and uh, just so I can, you know, better visualize what's 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 happening because it does take a minute. And when you do it on your own, it's kind of hard to force the issue, or at least it is for me, mm-hmm. um, to just sit down, look at a chart. And start going to town on it immediately um, when I start the day. So um, that's a, that's the base coat of paint, and then um, and then I'll just start drilling down more and more. And you know I'll, I'll use a number of different strategies. Uh, you know from the discretionary side, stuff that mainly I talk about on the website. The website is really just dedicated to price action trading, and it's been that way uh, since day one. I'm not even going to get into some of the other stuff that I deal with because um, I do do a lot of um, uh, you know, I was telling you earlier, I work with these quants now. And so, you know, these guys, um, they'll come to me because I've got more um, screen time sort of experience than they necessarily have. So, you know, when they're out looking for another chunk of data, you know, my job is basically lean them into the right direction and tell them where to look for it mm-hmm. and tell them what they should be focused on. And um, so, you know, um, so after I do all that, um, you know, I've, I've got a good technical guide. And at that point, it's, it's just kind of a, a sit and watch kind of thing. And, you know, you're basically um, monitoring any levels that you have throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, new stuff is going to come up all the time as it does. If I've got a price target identified, um, I'll, I'll do whatever I can. I sometimes maybe too aggressively to try to get into the market in order to chase that price level. Mm-hmm. And, um, again, it's all about magnets for me it's all about where is price heading to and getting in you know again i mean you could draw a trend line you know you you you, you get into a, a, a retest on the trend line mm-hmm. you know on, on a very small time frame or i you know gosh there's just there's millions of different ways that's that's one of the most normal ways for me to do it or if price is breaking out and i know it's probably not going to retest i'll just enter you know and um that kind of thing so um you know, and then, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just, um, you know, go home, do your thing. At the end of every week, I look at, um, I look at my activity mm-hmm. and, uh, just kind of pour through it and, um, see what went well, where I screwed up and, uh, just basically try to rectify it as best as possible. Mm-hmm. Cause every trade I take, like I know exactly, I, I know every trade I take. You know, I, I can look at my my statement at the end of the week and say, oh yeah, that was when X Y Z or whatever the case, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, if there are any issues or there's a misunderstanding about, um, again, some kind of fundamental issue that's going on, which is usually that's it, when I when I take hits, that's usually what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, because again, it, that that it just evolves all the time. So. Um, just evaluate it and go back and, and uh, you know do your best to rectify it. But mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day, it's again it's your your risk reward that really bails you out. So, um, 
you know, I can't stress that enough. So, and and that's pretty much what I do. I mean, it's not very complicated. A lot of the uh, accounting and all that other stuff, the regulatory stuff, um, you know, since I, um, about two years ago, I started working with these guys that make that my life about a million times easier as far as all that's concerned. (laughs) So I don't have to worry about that anymore, which is phenomenal. So, yeah. Ah, cool. Uh, So just getting back a little bit to reviewing your trades, do you, do a formal journal or do you just kind of look at your statement and say, well, this is what happened? Um, I kind of look at my statement and say, okay, this is what happened. And mm-hmm. then I take notes. I've got, I, I mean, I guess, I don't know if you call it a journal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll just, uh, I just like to, I'll print up, what I'll do is I'll print out my statement and um, I just put handwritten notes on it uh-huh. and I kind of collect them in a pile on the right side of my desk here. And so, um, you know, that's that's all I basically do. You know, the the trade plans and the trade journals and things like that. Uh, again, you know, I, like the retail side, I think there's way too much emphasis on a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I used to work for one of the largest hedge funds on the planet. And, you know, these guys, I, I mean, very few of them kept any kind of like journal or anything. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not... You know, it's just not a, I mean, they did, they have tons of notes, you know, supplementing, you know, every trade, you know, a lot of the trades that they're taking because, you know, it was, it was long short equities, but I mean, you know, it's, it's just uh, a lot of that stuff gets overrated and um, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. everything changes all the time, you know, and, and you're going to adapt when you're ready to adapt and when you understand things differently or you're seeing things in a different light, um, you know, and, and the, that that plan that you wrote six months ago is just basically going to get flushed down the toilet and go out the window. Now, maybe other people find better success with stuff, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I necessarily don't, but and I never really have. But uh, that could just be you know my nature. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, just just focus on the most important thing, and that's that's P and L. So <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's the bottom line. Yeah, know? that's true. In, which is that's common sense. I mean, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess it uh, just comes down to comes down to what works for you, and if it doesn't work, then you know don't use it. But don't don't feel guilty just because somebody said you should be keeping a journal or whatever, right? That's that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, again, it's, the, the the entire reason we're having this conversation right now is because you know there's a there's an entire retail market set up to. Um, you know, it, it's it's all marketing. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, just individual traders get sold to, you know, ridiculously. You know, and uh, you know, on the institutional side, you know, the the worst headaches you got to worry about is an email and a phone call from that guy from you know, FX All every once in a while, and you're like, oh <laughs> crap, not him again. Yeah, yeah. And you know, but on the, you know, on the on the retail side, it's just you know, everything's in your face all the time, and every you know. You know, don't 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 sit in your chair with your your foot pointed towards the wall, or you're going to take losses for the month. And you know, like all these <laughs> stupid rules. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, and so I, again, that 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 marketing uh, arm and that that component just, I mean, I, it causes so much trouble mm-hmm. for <clears throat> so many people because um, you know, experts, quote unquote, they're not experts. You know, that that sell product and you know things like that. Um, dictate that people should be doing certain things, you know, when in fact they've never applied any of this stuff successfully, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and I mean, how can you trust anything like that? And that's why I tell everybody, you know, that comes to my site and it's just, you know, get off of dailyeffects.com, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to learn anything valuable on there. Pick up a, you know, go, go to a scholarly journal and, you know, just start reading quality stuff, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. just, just dig through it, understand order flow, understand market mechanics, you know, take, take hints from, you know, people that have actually, you know, you know, they're, they're, they're strongly educated, they're, they're, they're serious, they're institutional, they, you know, they understand, um, you know, they understand real trading, not, mm-hmm. not online marketing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know and it's, it's just very, you know, it's frustrating because, I mean, I, I face all the time with, with my blog because obviously my blog attracts a huge retail segment. Mm-hmm. Which I like, you know, and it's I, I like that fact that I can kind of, you know, uh, provide maybe something a little different than what's out there or mm-hmm. people are used to or that kind of thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, cool. Well, has your another rant? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's good. It's good <laughs> to get that information out there. Um, has your blog helped your trading at all? 
Um, I can't say it hasn't. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to be honest about it, mm -hmm. uh, here's how it works. Like, if you're, if you write down anything in detail, mm -hmm. you're going to start to question things that you've never really thought about before because it's staring you in the face. Mm -hmm. So when you're writing about your strategy, you're going to come up to a paragraph and you're going to say, hmm, yeah, I got a problem here. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got a hole that needs to be filled. And there's a reason my blog only gets updated like once a month or <laughs> a couple times a month or maybe even longer. Yeah. It's because, you know, I realize that, yeah, I've got issues, you know. And, um, you know, also I'll go back and I'll do the homework until I know that whatever I'm posting up there is, you know, I've filled as many gaps as possible, basically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, nothing's going to be perfect. It never is. But I also like people to be able to read whatever I write and be able to go into a chart or, you know, into a news feed and, and translate it almost instantaneously. Mm -hmm. If they can't, if they have trouble rectifying it, then I know that not only I've done a bad job, but, you know, what I've written is, is basically um, it's, it's harmful, mm -hmm. you know. And so um, I know how people translate information that goes online because... Um, you know, I've been, I mean, I've been doing this for, I've had that site for like five years now or something like that, mm -hmm. maybe longer, but, um, you know, so yeah, in, in a sense, it, I mean, it, in that sense, it definitely has because, you know, again, when you're writing stuff down in that, on, on in any level of detail, uh, you're going to discover issues that you n might not have necessarily discovered before. Mm -hmm. And so then you go back and, you know, it's just this whole new level of curiosity opens up and you, you know, you start, um, you know, the creativity comes into play and <clears throat> you start playing around with new different things and, you know, so it's interesting. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it definitely has ultimately. Uh, so very cool. Um, what's the best opportunity that, that, uh, came your way as a result of your blogging opportunity? Yeah. Uh, as in, what do you mean an opportunity? Uh, maybe somebody influential that you met or something that held your trading or something like that or a business deal business deal. No, no business deals. No, I've never, that's, that's one thing I, I've had that rule since day one. Yeah. You know, when I started, when I started the site, I said, um, I'm not going to promote business on here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, um, you know, I, 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 anything that has ever perspired from that, that site that's, that's been that way. It's just, I, there's just way too many conflicts of interest, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, people that want to learn how to trade versus those who are clearly have zero interest and just want to invest should be in two totally different camps, categories, mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned, um, because there's a completely devil, different level of sophistication there that, you know, so um, uh, as far as opportunities for that site goes, I'm just going to say that basically, you know, I, I have, in a sense, you know, kind of had that pleasure of, you know, meeting all these other you know, different people across the planet, really, mm -hmm. um, that have, you know, helped me in a way, because when I do post stuff, I like, like I said earlier, I like people to enhance it. I want people to work on it. Mm -hmm. I want people to take the, you know, the, the problem or the solution or whatever it is and make it better. And, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons I, I really enjoy doing this is because when you get your ideas out there, uh, you know, you're, you're open to criticism mm -hmm. and you're open to, you know, improvement, which is awesome, you know? And, uh, so that's why I always encourage people to like, at the end of a lot of my posts, I'll say, you find a better way to do this. You let me know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you find any other little nuances or anything else post it in the comments, you know, like, let's talk about it, you know, mm -hmm. cause, um, you know, it's, it's just fun. Cause it, I mean, there's a lot of really bright uh, brains that pass through that site uh -huh. and, um, you know, I, I really like that about it. So that's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's rewarding and, and it's fun. You know, it's a hobby, you know, yeah. writing is a hobby. Yeah. And so hopefully, you know, I've kind of explained like one of the reasons why I really like, like writing, you know, it's just, it's entertaining for me. So, you know, oh, entertaining, cool. but you know, yeah. in, in that sense, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, what, you know, yeah. if you're getting something good out of it, then that's, that's great. That's the best thing. Um, this might seem like an odd question, but is there a FX-related service or software, mobile app that um, is not available right now that you would love to use? Um, not mobile app, but 
you know, I mean, mobile app, if, if, if something else is creative, you know, somebody's going to write an app for it. But um, I, I just think uh, in terms of development of the industry as a whole, mm-hmm. I would like to see more advancement, which, which is happening. Um, it's becoming more and more, this market is becoming more and more quote unquote fair as time goes on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't find it necessarily a function of government regulation as I do technology advancement. Mm-hmm. And um, what, I, what I mean by that is uh, just in terms of access to depth, uh, I'm talking about um, you know price discovery, order flows, mm-hmm. uh, that there, there, there are two things that run basically. Everything that happens in front of you is it's, it's, a, it's order flows is a function of, or excuse me, price action is a function of orders that go into the market. That's where everything starts, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so, the closer you can get to that source as possible, the better you are off. Really, mm-hmm. you know, that's why a lot of indicators that, <clears throat> you know, everybody says, oh, indicators are evil. They're the devil and blah blah blah. I don't think indicators are rotten. I just think old indicators are rotten. Um, because those indicators are written for a different market in a different time period. Uh, they might have worked in, back in 1950 when they were made, but they don't work now mm-hmm. because we're in different circumstances. Price is more liquidity. Price behaves differently. Mm-hmm. More participants are aware of these factors, you know. And so um, that's why I say, you know, the, I guess that really the next step uh, for, uh, especially for OTCFX, is um, is uh, just uh, more transparency, which which is becoming apparent. Mm-hmm. Basically, all these ECM platforms that we have now, um, every single one of them offers depth, you know, mm-hmm. um, whether it be Hotspot or FXHall or, uh, I don't know about FXHall, I haven't used that. Um, uh, KernX definitely does. Um, Integral's platforms, they're huge on that. Mm-hmm. They're big advocates of it, you know. So um, that's that's basically where I'd like to see things continue along that path. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Interesting. Um, finally, I'd like to talk about uh, how you uh, develop and test your trading ideas. Is there a process that you go through, or um, when do you know it's finally time to implement them in live trading? Well, it's yeah, that's just trial and error. I mean, mm-hmm. over time, um, you know, there's, there's no real secret recipe or anything. I mean, mm-hmm. you're just basically plugging away until uh, you find what seems to be working on kind of a, a more macro scale. Mm-hmm. Once you identify that, you kind of use it. I'm unique in the sense that I realize, in the sense that I, I try to, um, you know, I, I, I don't try to, I never try to use what other people have taught me. There's one guy, one of the first introductions I had to technical analysis was Tom DeMarc. Mm-hmm. I don't use any of his stuff, mm-hmm. all right? The, the thing I learned from that guy that's <laughs> probably the most important is um, the fact that it's okay to let go of conventional wisdom and it's okay to go out and find your own way of doing things, you know, mm-hmm. and, and be creative and, and, and figure out what works and, and use it. Now, there are, that being said, there are certain things that you can teach other people that can be applied pretty much instantaneously and used successfully because they have been proven. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, in terms of actually finding that Kind of stuff, though. I, you know, there's a there is a process. It's it takes time, mm-hmm. um, and again, it's just it's it's trial and error. And um, you know, I I said, you know, leave it for dead on the side of the road earlier. But you know, essentially, it's, you, you waste a lot of time on a lot of that those dead items. But without those dead items, you would never come up with anything that works. Obviously, so mm-hmm. um, uh, as far as any specific process goes, though, I mean, no, I mean for the systematic stuff. There, there is definitely kind of a, a process that gets followed. Uh, you know, it's definitely more uh, streamlined. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's different stages, just like uh, you're, you're coding any other kind of software. You know, you've got the sandbox all the way up to production, you know. And so um, it's kind of the same deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you just go from one stage on to the next. As far as a lot of the discretionary tactics, you know, you know I'm not going to tell you that you know I've really followed much of that kind of process <laughs> you know I mean a lot of it's just been it's it's more of a function of time I, I could probably have cut my time down if I did follow more of a process but you know again it's just uh, I have to know that something is working very confidently you know before I'm going to go and try to implement it mm-hmm. you know and again just you know the stuff that goes on my site especially these days I'm way more conscientious of it because uh, as the site has grown, 
um, your likelihood of finding more and more people <clears throat> implementing your stuff increases, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that's why it's, it's, it's important for me to kind of tread carefully and just, you know, obviously it's, you know, you, you don't want to mess with money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, think about it, you know, there's any, any kind of business that, you know, they, they do cost analysis, you know, uh, what does it take to cost, you think of a manufacturing business, what, what does it take to uh, manufacture the product, you know, whether that be employee salaries, time invested, um, you know, any kind of R&D, um, materials to actually create the product. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, those costs, you know, when it comes to trading, those costs are, you know, time is, time is a cost, obviously. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you, you need to minimize those as much as possible. And the only way you're going to minimize those is if you basically, you, you, your only way to really do it is just to stay idle until, you know, you find something that's going to work. That's why we back test. That's why we, you know, that's why we look at, um, uh, you know, that's why we trade monopoly money, mm -hmm. you know, in order to make that happen. So uh, that's really the big scheme of things there. Uh, I see. Yeah. Okay, great. Um. Are you constantly trying new ideas or are you more focused on refining existing ones? Uh, anything that's been refined is already, you know, it, I mean, everything's basically implemented. I, I take one thing leads on to the next, basically, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a chain of thought, you know, and, um, and concepts. So one thing, nothing really eye opening here, you know one thing will just kind of go on to the next, you know, and, uh, I, I, I love looking at new stuff. Yes. All the time. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's something, I just set up this board on this, uh, on the site and some guy reminded me of something that I saw years ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I said, Oh yeah. You know, what about, what about that? You know, I, I remember seeing it, but never really exploring it in much depth. So, you know, I'll, uh, I'll dig into it further or again, I'll read a paper and it'll, trigger something and I'll say, yes, yeah, I need to look into that more, you know. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of volume studies uh, I've been reading lately, especially and, you know, um, mainly in, in regards to the high frequency trading strategies and, you know, these uh, these guys will, um, you know, most of the time they'll find better returns are, are uh, proportional to uh, higher volume uh, periods. Mm -hmm. So basically it's not you know, it's not, it's, it's your large range bars, bar, excuse me, um, with, uh, with higher tiers of volume, uh, surrounding certain types of events. And, you know, so for instance, you know, that thought took me kind of on a whole nother different path that I've been working on lately. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, and it's great to have, uh, other guys that I work with. Um, that's, again, that's, it's not, that is kind of, that is a disadvantage for, um, individual traders or any kind of retail traders just, uh, I encourage pretty much anybody as much as possible to to talk to other people or find other people that have you know a good level of intelligence that can you know really work on them work with them um, and again a lot of people pay for these types of services like you know you got these mentoring services and uh, you know all this kind of stuff and mm -hmm. uh, you know I, I actually find better value uh, you know, just you're sitting there, you're talking, you're going to find way more value if you're talking with a bunch of, say all your friends, nobody's profitable. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're going to find more value working with five guys that are unprofitable mm -hmm. than you will from a quote unquote guru or whatever the heck you want to call them. Mm -hmm. um, because you're, you're learning, you know, I mean, you're learning directly. You guys are figuring things out together, cumulatively, collectively, you know, whereas, you know, the, the, the guy that's, you know, selling the product or doing whatever, you know, um, all he cares about is your hundred bucks a month or whatever, you know, and he's just basically going to take and, um, you know, it's kind of, it's constant, uh, game of uh, cat and mouse kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but you're never really learning anything cause you know, you know, you've got one person that's completely honest and the other one isn't, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's why I say it's just completely, it's really important to work with people that are just down to earth, realistic about certain things. And, you know, you guys can just work through stuff together. Mm -hmm. Um, that's that's really what what helps uh, me the most. Um, you know, the, my friends they're, they're, uh, they trade uh, the grid uh, electricity, they trade energy, mm -hmm. gas, and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so I mean, I find that market so interesting. You know, and I've mm -hmm. learned stuff from them from that market 
that I never would have come up with on my own. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, coming from you know, uh, uh, foreign exchange and um, uh, global macro side of things. So, you know, again, it's just it's it's just uh, I think the honesty is the most important thing uh, that you can really focus on. Just get to the freaking point. Mm -hmm. You know, just get to the point. You know, get it done. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, I just uh, I'm not I'm not a fan of nonsense when it comes to uh, stuff like that. <laughs> Obviously, people people that know me better, you know. So, yeah, anyway. no, that's that's why people like your site. Uh, any thoughts on finding that kind of a peer group? I mean, because a lot of people don't really. That, have I mean, that's that's trade. a good question. You know, I mean, um, I. I you know, I used to have uh, like a chat room on my site to kind of facilitate that kind of conversation. It, it's difficult, you know. Most people find each other through forums and stuff like that as far as this individual trading segment is concerned. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult. It's not easy. I mean, I'm not going to say it is. You know, just for me to find people that actually ha do what I do, for instance, here in Colorado, mm -hmm. was very difficult to do. You know, and I got lucky. I stumbled across, you know, a good friend of mine, you know, and... Um, it's it's uh it's not easy and um but you know it's like anything else you know if you if you open your mouth if you if you talk about it if you start something on your own you know you want something you go out and get it kind of thing you know mm -hmm. um you know it, it'll come so um you know just be as communicative as possible and, and more more importantly you know there are other forums out there that aren't that 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 attract a more astute crowd they're, they're <laughs> There are, you yeah. know, they exist. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm on them, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, and these guys, you know, they, they work for banks, they work for hedge funds, they work for, you know, these are, these are really, you know, they, they exist, you know, find them, you know, and, and go after them. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if the owners of them would like me, you know, publicly, you know, blabbing out right here because it's, you know, there is kind of a thing there, but you know, just Google them, you'll find them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. People should do their uh, research. Yeah, you know, and just, uh, you know, you will find people that are serious about it, more sophisticated and things like that um, to uh, to kind of team up with. Even guys that trade on retail platforms, I mean, you know, good God, you know, some of the stuff I see that's written for like MetaTrader, mm -hmm. you know, I, I was looking at a stat arb strategy I stumbled across not too long ago mm -hmm. um, that was I mean, really sophisticated, written by this Russian guy um, that I, I was kind of blown away by because, you know, he understood something that very few people understand you know one of the keys to that kind of strategy is understanding the correlation component between different instruments mm -hmm. and so he figured out there's a there's something called a Pearson uh, equation that, that you use to uh, basically um, um, relate certain things uh, or find uh, common behaviors among certain things so that they they um, they will recoupal and come back together and that's how you make money mm -hmm. you know you buy one sell the other kind yeah. of thing and so, um, pair trading is, is another word for it, but not necessarily. You can stat arb. This is just you know, there's five billion different ways to interpret that category. But anyway, getting back to my point, this uh, you know, this this program, you know, I was just kind of blown away by the sophistication of it, you know. And, and like I say, it's just this kind of stuff is out there. I would just recommend going out and finding it, you know. Mm -hmm. So, and because uh, it is, it's true. I mean, individual traders definitely have it, have it bad because again. Their their constant stuff is pushed in their face all the time, mm -hmm. that leads them down an incorrect path, and uh, the stuff that is not pushed in their face is the stuff that's usually going to help them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Well, some great tips. Thank you very much. Um, mm -hmm. We're coming up on an hour, so I guess we're running out of time. But um, thank oh, you yeah. again. We, I really yeah, appreciate yeah. you coming out to talk to us. Um, uh, you mentioned you have a new discussion board, and people can check out your blog. Uh, is that the best place to to uh, come in contact with you? Yeah, I mean, I set up the the board because I thought it would just. I, I I was I'm always looking, like I was saying earlier, I'm always looking for people to refine ideas when it comes to, especially when it comes to just trading price itself, mm -hmm. in in hone thoughts and you know just um, excuse me, uh, just to just just basically improve on strategies that have been written, talked about, and so on and so forth. But mm -hmm. the um, the board was set up just basically because you know I thought it'd be a great I, pl place to basically pool stuff that I'm interested in. So it's definitely obviously kind of self-serving, mm -hmm. uh, but <laughs> you know at the same time, like I know the, the the level of work that I put into this kind of stuff, and so you know I, I'm I'm able to vouch for value and, and everything else. And so um, I thought it'd just be a good um, 
good thing to um, just kind of facilitate discussion and, and get things going. And, you know, and, and as I say, anybody, anybody can come and just check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the blog is nobrainertrace.com. There's, there's links to the board on there and all that stuff. But, um, you know, again, it's just, it's always been a hobby of mine, but, you know, it's a rewarding hobby. It's something I really enjoy doing. So, and that's, that's basically what's kept that thing going for this long. So, <laughs> With, with with interruptions, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <That's so. laughs> oh, very cool. I really appreciate it. Um, any last words for traders out there? Um, not really. Just remember the cheetah and the gazelle. I, mean, that, <laughs> I, I always go back to that, you know, that, that expression and everything else. And um, just, um, you know, just be patient, understand what's going on in front of you, be aggressive, Google, learn mm-hmm. from reputable sources. Mm-hmm. That's all I can really say. I mean, that's, that's the thing. There's just, just stay away from nonsense. So. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much, Steve. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Trading Lifestyle Podcast. To listen to all of the other episodes and get free access to Forex trading tools, tutorials, and resources, visit tradingheroes.com.